Well, this morning, uh, I suppose that I've preached a few times over the years on forgiveness. This morning, I'll hit a little different angle. I should have gotten Drew to put this picture up there, but there was a game when I was young. Did you ever hear the game, Sorry? Yeah. And I'll take off on that. It, I think it took off on Parcheesi and uh, Aggravation and Frustration, all these different other games. So it wasn't totally original, but it used to be a popular game. But I want to play with that word sorry. You know, the word sorry. I'm kind of sorry. No, I'm sorry. We say I'm sorry, and I understand what we mean by that. Yet it's not the biblical word, but it, it infers that I messed up and I need to humble myself and apologize. I've kind of mastered in this. How about, how about you? Anybody? Raise, raise your hands if you had to say I'm sorry a lot. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll dig into that word. Just hold on to the word sorry. I'll, I'll get there and you'll, you'll see why there's a, a word that the scripture uses is actually stronger than the word sorry. But I understand what you're saying, what I'm trying to say when I tell somebody that I'm sorry. Today there's a, a text there from the sixth chapter of Matthew, verses 14 through 15, at the top of your printed worship guide, just turn it over there. Somebody, it's the first time you picked it up, I understand. Okay. But what I do know is that God would prefer me to say, forgive me. Would you forgive me? I, I like to say I'm sorry because when I just say, sorry. <laughs> Anybody ever do those? Sorry. Well, I guess I'm reckon I'm sorry. You don't really mean it. But when you say, will you forgive me? It's, 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 it's stronger. You see, when I say, will you forgive me? I'm now asking you for a response. I'm asking you to respond to my apology. And I hope that it's sincere and pure and, you know, headed in the right direction. But asking for forgiveness exposes me to the potential of being rejected and humiliated because when you say would you forgive me i've had this happen they just look at me <laughs> or they go no whoa man that's hard but god calls us to ask people to forgive us and we've all learned about that and we we know what it means matter of fact the word sorrow sorry is is not bad it's actually a a term that the new testament uses the apostle paul if you write down 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9, here's what Paul says. Now I am happy not because you were made sorry, but your sorrow led you to repentance, to change. So see, there, there's a place that we can be sorry, and that sorrow breaks us. That sorrow, you know what it does? It, it leads to repentance. It, it, it's stronger. It's that, it's that confession. We, we admit that we need something. Ultimately, we need, we need His forgiveness, and we need the forgiveness of the Father. But then, relationally, we, we need forgiveness from one another to be able to, to rightly live and have healthy relationships. Of course, it's that great passage that I memorized brand uh, as a new Christian probably the first couple of months. I learned it, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And man, I, I've had some unrighteousness, and so have you. But if we confess, if we agree, if we come into agreement with the Holy One, the Bible says he'll forgive us every time. And it's, it's, it's powerful when, when we repent, when we change. I, I think I've got a quote here It's going to come up from Andy. Here it is. Is there a quote It's going to come up? At the cross, we lost our excuse not to forgive. 
You say, well, I, I don't, I don't want to forgive. Well, I, I've certainly been there. But it's not for me to withhold. How can I expect my Heavenly Father to forgive me if I withhold forgiveness from you? And some of you are like, I'm getting a little uncomfortable, Pastor. I, I forgive everybody, but... See, the but's what got you in trouble. I forgive everybody but this one person. Or I forgive everybody but this parent. I forgive everybody but this teacher. I forgive everybody but this coach in my life that humiliated me. I forgive everybody. I, I understand. But God said there's no room for unforgiveness in our hearts as believers. See, write this thought down. It's not going to come up. Forgiveness is what God expects from every follower of Jesus Christ. And the church said, it's what he expects. The world even expects us to be a forgiving reconciliatory kind of people now reconciliation doesn't necessarily mean forgiveness because sometimes you ask somebody to forgive you and they won't reconcile with you and don't raise your hand but we've all had people that we've tried to reconcile with and they were irreconcilable would not reconcile with us and we begin to hit them over the head with a bible but you know that's that's for them to deal with with god it's our responsibility as followers of jesus to forgive others and I, I don't know, I'm just strong on this topic today. I, I feel like, you know, what forgiveness uh, is. You know, uh, you know, maybe we need to get new definitions. We may, may need to rethink what forgiveness is. Maybe what we thought it was, what our mom said it was, what our dad says it was, what my friend says it was. We need to say what God says. But sometimes we'll say that forgiveness is like, it's condoning what the other person did. It's giving in. It's turning the other cheek. It's pretending that nothing ever happened. It's forcing yourself to get along with somebody even though they might hurt you. And that might all be a part of it. But forgiveness is always about being free. And about freeing up to get better, to use the life and the energy and the power, tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit to walk out of life free. You know, when we have unforgiveness, I, I know this experientially, I hate to tell you. When I have unforgiveness, when I harbor envy, when I harbor unforgiveness in my heart, I'm not free. I can tell you I'm free, but I'm not free, and, and it's the same with you. Would anybody agree with that? And, and sometimes we know, oh, I have forgiven them. Oh, let me just give you a quick litmus test. I forgave them, Pastor, but every time you mention their name, I want to throw up in Jesus. I want to hit them. I want to stab them. I want them to have ill will. Then you ain't really forgiven them. And some of you, you know, it's kind of like, John, hey, Lord, why don't we just call down fire right now on these people? I have prayed that prayer. Lord, bring fire on them right now. That's a pitiful prayer. That's a self-righteous prayer that doesn't get anywhere. God, God is like honored in that. I need to forgive them. I need to walk in forgiveness. Forgiveness, you know what forgiveness is? Forgiveness is to set the prisoner free. Now, you know what it is? It sets us free. Because when I get trapped in my unforgiveness and you get trapped, I'm in prison. It might not look like I've got incarceration around me. It might not look like I've got bars, but I've got bars of the soul. And God came to set us free. You know, there's a lot of studies about unforgiveness and what it does to us and the kind of attitudes we get. And, uh, you know, and whenever we tend to walk in unforgiveness, we tend to get stressed more. We, people irritate us. I mean, turn to the person next to him and say, you irritate me. No, don't do, don't do that. We get burdened with stress, and we don't want to forgive. We maybe drift off in depression when we've got unforgiveness. There, there's a, a, a lot of things that happen as a result of unforgiveness in our hearts. The, uh, the, there's a chemical, cortisol, that builds up in the body. See, God knew this spiritually, the truth about forgiveness and unforgiveness. He also knew 
because he, we're fearfully and wonderfully made in his image, and he knew what our frames could hold and what they couldn't. And he knew that when we would hold on to unforgiveness, this cortisol would build up in our body. And as a result of that, it, it's interesting when you study this, it leads to atrophy, it leads to memory loss. It raises the blood pressure, it raises the blood sugar. It has a number of things that happen in the body when we don't forgive. I even think that there's probably a lot of cancers that that could have been a part of the thing because of our of, of choosing sin, embracing sin, walking in forgiveness, grudging, nursing sin, nursing unforgiveness, that maybe we're sick. Now, I don't want you to walk out here and go, that's why you're sick, brother. You're harboring unforgiveness. I, 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 no, I'm, I'm not going there. But between you and the Holy Spirit, ask Him, say, Lord, search my heart and see if there be any hurtful way within me. And I think he'll speak to us if there is some. The good news is there's grace. How many are grateful for grace this morning? And we can run to him and plead for Jesus to draw near. And we can plead for his blood and his grace to cover us afresh for today to walk out the ways of Jesus Christ. Lord, we trust you. Unforgiveness, you know what it does? It tortures those who harbor it within the heart of man. It also tortures the others. Sometimes they don't care, but it always tortures us. It always punishes us. It's, it, it's just it's not what God has for us. And so God wants us to get past this unforgiveness and, and to live this life that tends to not rejoice in the misfortune of another. See, this morning, I'm very, very happy. I, I, I've been in a board meeting with Go International. That was our first missionary partner. We just took a trip to Belize in January, a number of us, and I love go. We had a great board meeting. Everything's good, but I can't get back into Montgomery worth a flip, and I sit in Atlanta last night four hours. Four hours in Atlanta. Purgatory, that's what I call it, okay? I studied in Emory. Purgatory. No, no, anyway. And, and, and now, I, you know, so I was in the airport, and I was working on a message and all that kind of stuff, and I, I was focusing and, and praying and praying, and, and then I got in the car, and it was like 10, 10, 20, 10, 25. I'm like, man, I'm tired. I'm tired. It's been a long week. And I turned in the car, and on the way to the airport on Thursday, there was this team playing called Auburn University. You ever heard of them? And they were playing basketball, and I had to get out of the car and go catch a flight because that aluminum tube that flies through the air would not wait on me. And I missed the game, and I got there, and my buddy uh, said, hey, you're not going to believe we won. So we were up 13, we choked, but we won by one. And the last time I checked, a W is a W. We won! I went, hallelujah! So I'm in the car last night, and I'm so tired, and, 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 the, and the radio's still on WLWI from the basketball game, and, and I, man, I'm like, I'm really, I'm saying, Lord, I'm hurting, man, I'm tired. And all of a sudden, I didn't know it, there was a basketball game on. The Auburn Tigers were playing. Now, guys, let me tell you, this is unbelievable. We play football, we do not play basketball, and I'm not used to this, and, and I woke up and I listened to the game, and I got home and had to finish it up, and we won again, and I'm like, hallelujah. So I'm just giving praise for my Tigers, but let's just keep moving on. Okay. But it, it was, I had a point to that, and I forgot it. That's okay. That's all right. Hey, I'm I, you know, a little, little off this morning, but the bottom line is God is good here. And here, here's what I want you to know. Lord, help us to replay your story of forgiveness, of how you've forgiven us. I love Romans says, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ first forgave us that we might forgive others. Lord, help us to walk in the fullness of your forgiveness today that we don't want to hurt others, that we uh, uh, 
that we, we trust you, that, Lord, we, we move on. You know, I've read a number of stories. Uh, the great one years ago, uh, uh, you know, what's so amazing about grace and Philip Yancey, great writer. But he tells this one story in there about the man and his wife who had an argument about how the supper was cooked. Now, let me pause there. He should have just said, I'm glad my wife cooked supper, but he was a smart aleck. And it was so heated, this story says, that they decided to go into separate bedrooms and sleep. Okay. And then they couldn't approach one another in forgiveness, so it continued and continued for a number of years. They chose to live separately because of one bad dinner. I call that foolishness, don't you? And you're saying, well, I, I never do anything that dumb. Okay, well, maybe you won't do anything that dumb. But we do some pretty dumb stuff, don't we, in the name of unforgiveness. So today, somehow by the power of Christ, by the power of his word, I pray that we'll choose to forgive. I want to go back to the top of this. For if you, quoting Matthew, for if you forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, giving up resentment, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. That is good news. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, giving up resentment, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Amplified version there. He doesn't forgive me if I don't forgive others. It's, it's part of being a Christ follower. Jesus, by your grace, I choose to forgive. I don't, I don't know if you look there today, the, the very top of the message is called choosing forgiveness. Forgiveness is a choice. I preached on joy at Christmas, and I told you joy was a choice. Basically, what I will always tell you, life is a choice. To choose life in Jesus' name is a choice. To choose blessings and not curses is a choice. And the church said, and to choose forgiveness is a... Okay, wait. Come on. Guys, Bill, cover your ears. My pastor friends in the house, would you please work with me? Come on. I brag about how awesome you are and what a joy to shepherd you and how you respond to your shepherd. I'm using my sanctified heart right now. All right. So for forgiveness is a joy. Very good. Amen. Even though I forced it out of you. Golly, that's horrible, man. Making the choice to forgive someone that I don't want to forgive. You know what's going to happen with this message? You're going to get to practice it. So will I. Today, tomorrow, next week, the rest of your life. One thing about a message like this, it is very, very practical. And you will choose to neglect it or to embrace it. And Jesus would say, embrace my forgiveness. I shed my blood for your forgiveness. I'm grateful for that. Making a choice to forgive. Forgiving those who have wronged me, whether I have experienced rejection, ridicule, deception, abuse, whatever, I choose to forgive by the mercy and the grace of Jesus. He's wonderful. He's, he's for us. He's not against us. But Lord, I don't feel like forgiving. Doesn't matter. I forgive because he asked me to. I forgive because it's a command. I forgive not because it's an option not to forgive. It's just right to do. It, the, the fire alarm goes off, and I feel the heat of the fire. I feel the heat of conviction in my heart when I have unforgiveness that begins to lodge in my heart. And God says, die to it. Put it to death, the unforgiveness. Put on Christ. Clothe yourself in compassion and humility and walk after me. Lord, I know you want forgiveness. I, I, I read an illustration here. I, I think this is powerful. 
it says uh, that, 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 uh, that you know, sometimes we, you know, we go, well, I, I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm just going to wait uh, to forgive somebody. And, and, and that's, that's really not an option. But waiting invites the spiritual heartworm into your hearts. Now, I'm not going to get gross here. But if you know anything about heartworms and animals, it's gross. And it destroys our pets. One time we had a dog that had heartworms. His name was named after our last church, Fraser. <laughs> I go, Fraser, come here. And I remember when he had heartworms, he wasn't moving too good. I had to go to the vet. We went through all this stuff, and he got treated. And he wouldn't even look at me when he was going through treatment. It was bad. It almost killed him. But he came back and overcame that. You know, it was, it was awesome. But in, in an animal, it, it's very, it, 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 it kills them. It, it's bad. And yet, I want you to look. If we're not careful, we get a spiritual heartworm when we hold grudges, when we hold back forgiveness and we wither spiritually. And my prayer is that for you and me, that we would prosper, and we would be molded and shaped and become more like Jesus, and we would not wither spiritually because of a heartworm, a, a parasite, something from the outside has decided to take residence on the inside of my heart. So Lord, I want to be on display for you. Lord, I want to forgive as you have forgiven. Lord, that is your way. But there's a guy in Scripture, his name's Peter. And Peter had a hard time for, with forgiveness. So somebody says, well, you know, I, I probably identify with Peter. And Peter asked one time, how many times must I forgive, Lord? Seventy times seven. Basically unlimited. If you just continue to forgive because that's who I am. There's an abundance of grace for you to forgive. And you're saying, well, Keith, um, I've been, I'm at about 300, you know, forgiven on this person, on this situation. I don't have any more. Great is the Lord. His grace and His mercies are new every morning. Therefore, today, how many believe that? And we forgive today. Lord, I forgive because you want me to. Matthew 18, 22 through 35, if you want to look at the whole context. And if I, if I had another hour, we would go through that in depth. But the, the kingdom of heaven there, about the talents and about, you know, He has no patience and, and He's forgiven much. And then He's, oh, just a little bit. And He goes out and he demands His life. I'm so glad that my God freely forgives me if i'm willing to repent of my sin and acknowledge my need for his grace and aren't you church that's jesus lord we need you we we stand in forgiveness is a must absolutely lord we rely on your spirit here's what i'm telling you folks i don't know that it's all maybe sometimes it is but i would say it's always possible through the spirit of christ to forgive one another those that are really hard have you ever been betrayed hurt wounded you know, like, talking about today, this week? Sure, everybody has. Well, then that's a place to choose to forgive. Corey Ten Boom, when she uh, was in the concentration camp and all the deaths that went on around her, she chose to forgive those that had harmed her family, had killed them. And what a, a great woman of faith. For, unforgiveness is, is serious. But I love that God gives us the Holy Spirit. And he enables us to forgive in his power and his strength. So let's look at this, rethink your definition, learning what forgiveness isn't. Forgiveness isn't forgetting or excusing what they did. It's just not uh, choosing to do that. It's like, I, I know, I, I know that you hurt me. I, I don't forget that. But sometimes we say, well, this is what forgiveness is. It's not forgetting. We, we don't forget. The, the deal is not to camp out and, and to harbor it and to live there. You, you know, you, 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 sometimes you submerge it, you push it down. It's like a beach ball. You, you, ever, you ever push the ball down in the water, what happens? Pops up. Well, that's what unforgiveness does. It, it, just, it, it shows itself. It's ugly. Look at forgiveness isn't waiting. 
well, I've used this. I'm not ready to forgive you. <laughs> oh, really? You're not ready, huh? Oh, let me know when you're going to be ready. <laughs> and then like the father would tell me, well, you ready for me to forgive you? Yes, Lord, I'd, I'd like to have fellowship with you. Well, then you, sh you should cry out to me. You should humble yourself. Lord, you, you, you wait on him. Uh, listen to what Romans 12, 18, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you and me, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to choose to live in peace and harmony with them through forgiveness. I'm, I'm not going to harbor this unforgiveness. Look at this next one. Forgiveness isn't pretending. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a fractured, broken relationship. I'll give you that. I mean, I got those. You got those. I understand. I don't forget about that. But, you know, but sometimes we just want to, oh, you know, I just, I want to fake it. No, let's all fake it. Lord, I want to trust you for honesty. Lord, uh, I want to avoid confrontation. Sometimes we have to have a confrontation. That's a whole other message. We'll keep going. Look at the fourth one. Forgiveness isn't overlooking or approving what they did. Um, Lord, uh, Romans 12, 17 says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Lord, it's not that I'm overlooking this. It's not that I'm approving. But let, let's, let's look at the positive. Let's, let's flip it about what it isn't. Let's look at what it is, what forgiveness is. Number one, forgiveness is a, a decision. Write that down. Forgiveness is a decision that you and I make by an act of our will, by the volition of the mind. I choose to for, uh, forgive you. I, my decision is I want to walk in forgiveness. I want to walk in victory. I want to walk in the power of Christ. I want to move past my misconceptions. Lord, uh, I don't want to dwell on the wrong that I endured through being hurt. And we, we could turn to the person next to you and share a, a story of how you're wounded. Don't do that. But you could. We, we all, and we, but if we endure there, if we hang out there, if we keep throwing it back up in their face, and we probably have not made a decision really to forgive them. We just made a decision to harbor. Deci forgiveness of being a decision, it's a decision not to be ruled by the painful emotions that they cause. I know this, when unforgiveness is withheld and I don't have forgiveness, th there's pain, there's trauma to the soul. Do you know what I'm talking about, church? And we don't just hang out there. God doesn't want to, he wants us to make a decision to move past that. Forgiveness is a decision to allow somebody to regain trust again. I'm a pastor, so people meet with me. Trust gets violated. Trust gets broken. People come to me. They're fractured at best. They're bleeding. It's horrific. Sometimes I feel like I run a spiritual ER in my office. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, oh this, this, is, this, is, this is gnarly. This, this is bad. And it's not to live there forever. It, it, it's to move past some of this woundedness. And, and so I tell people, I'm a general practitioner. Yeah, I've taken a number of courses, and I've done this for a lot of years. But at the end of the day, I meet with you a couple times, and I've been able to help get people quit bleeding and, and, and apply some principles. And sometimes there's immediate healing. But then there might be that there's time for a counselor that you need to work through the issues, and you need to spend the time. And the church said, I believe in Christian counselors. How about you, church? I mean, there's a time, man, you're stuck. This unforgiveness, you can't get past it. Don't, don't live there. Lord, I want to get free. Forgiveness is a decision to help someone that God made and created in his image. I, I think you got the point. Look at the second one. Forgiveness is praying for the one who hurt me. Luke 6, 28 is a scripture. I pray for the one that hurt me. I've probably found more victory in this when I will apply it to my life than any other thing I'm going to probably say today. Father, I'm hurting. 
I'm wounded. I'm scarred. I'm in pain. But I know as a follower of Jesus, I need to forgive that person. I, I want to walk in freedom. Help me, Holy Spirit. And Lord, I want to choose to, to move past that. I want you to do a significant work in my heart. But Lord, uh, listen to what Matthew 5, 33 through 44 says. You've heard it. You've heard it. what it was said to you. Love your neighbor and hate who? Hate your enemy. That's easy to do, isn't it? But I tell you, love your enemies. Listen, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's hard. No, that is impossible without the Spirit of Christ. But with the Spirit of Jesus, with the Holy Spirit residing in us, filling us, controlling us, centering on Christ, we can pray for those who come against us. And the church said, Amen. You all could pray right now. I, I got somebody I need to forgive or whatever. I look at the third one. Forgiving is surrendering our need to retaliate. Lord, I, I don't need to retaliate against this person. I don't, I don't need to come back against them. I mean, that's a heart full of anger. That's a, they, they owe me. They all, all the man, retaliation. We, we just lose every time I could spend all day. There's a great, I, I've tried to put a lot of verses down there for you to, to, to maybe reflect this week in your devotional time that the Spirit will speak to you about this. Look at the next one here. Forgiveness is choosing to release the offender. That's a powerful principle. Lord, by your Spirit, by your might, I choose to release them. I don't want to hang on to them. Lord, um, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, what the Scripture says. But then he says, but... But turn your cheek, turn, turn the other cheek. Forgive them, Lord. I, I, I choose to, to release them. That, that's the way of Christ. The, these things are impossible in natural man, I think, but with a spirit man, we, we can do it. Look, look at the next one here. Forgiveness is giving grace when it's not deserved. Oh, they don't deserve it. They deserve hell. They deserve punishment. No, that's what I deserve, but I forfeited that in Jesus Christ. I'm grateful for the cross. But you, you, you choose not to hang on there. You choose not to live there. You choose to uh, release them, to give them grace. Grace, much grace, great grace. I've been offered the amazing, un, untold, unmerited, uh, unbelievable, unfathomable riches of God in Christ that Christ has forgiven all my sin, has marked me, has sealed me with the Holy Spirit. I am His. I am forgiven in Christ. Oh, no amen? Okay. Are you forgiven in Christ? If you are, that's good news. That's a reason to shout. That's a reason to say, man, Lord, I celebrate your goodness. Lord, I, I do. But look, look at this next thought. I want you to see that number six. Forgiveness is not natural, but it's supernatural. That's what I've been trying to allude to here this morning. It's a supernatural work of the Spirit. Lord, it's natural for me to hold grudges and be mean back and retaliate. But it's supernatural to trust in to be enveloped with you to be controlled by you to see man to see woman see boy girl to see them different to see them how you see them and to forgive them as an act of my will i choose to forgive lord god make this a supernatural place make our lives operating by the power of the holy spirit this week lord i know this is going to come to bear every one of us is going to have an opportunity to have to forgive someone but I'm glad that he first forgave me. And we can follow Christ. Look, look at this one, seven. Forgiveness is empowering. It sets us free. It just empowers us to, to move on. It, 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 it gets us on that track of, of liberty. It gets us on that track of, of freedom. 
Lord, your grace, your power, your spirit, forgiveness. I'm empowered. I'm new. We sang about being new this morning, that new song. It was great. And Lord, I I love it that you demonstrated your own love for me while you died for me, while you gave your life, while you offered yourself as a sacrifice, perfect and blameless as we head toward Easter once again. Christ for us. Lord, I understand that I'm not able to forgive on my own, but through you, Jesus. I can forgive much because I've been forgiven much. Here it is. The extravagant love of the Father has come near in Jesus Christ. It has been demonstrated in Christ Jesus. As we're in the Lenten season, as we're creating white space as a congregation for our souls, to ask Jesus to fill that white space with more of him, with more of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is here for us. Lord, we love you. We we need you. We want to tap into you. We want to forgive. We want to be healed. We want to walk in the light of your word, in the light of your forgiveness, Father. We want to see what you have, but we don't want to confuse forgiveness with reconciliation. Listen, God wants us to be reconcilers. We're ambassadors of reconciliation, says the Apostle Paul. But sometimes reconciliation doesn't come, but forgiveness always needs to flow. You're saying, but but pastor, pastor, they didn't repent. Pastor, they didn't do this. Pastor, I don't feel like not forgiving them. It doesn't matter. Forgive them. Do you want to be free or you want to stay in prison? Free. So Lord, I'm going to choose to forgive them by your spirit. And God, this means I'm going to spend time with you because Lord, I honestly I, I don't want them i don't want them to be free i don't want them to enjoy blessing yes i do lord i want to pray for them i want to pray for those that persecute me matter of fact come on this caitlin if you will dietrich bonhoeffer said if you think forgiveness is hard you're not alone <laughs> great german theologian i like what uh cory ten boone said they used to ask people who came to her with their own stories of hurt and bitterness says cory ten can you forgive this person no, I can't. No, I can't. But God can. And when I read the stories of Corey Ten and so many saints, there's always the power of grace. There's the power of forgiveness. There's that practicality of them letting go, taking their mind off the offense, and handing them to Jesus and letting go. And this morning, it could be that Maybe you need to make it a habit. Lord, I want to choose to be a forgiving person from today. I've pastors preached on this. The Holy Spirit's been at work. I sense I've been harboring something. I, I want to let it go today. So this altar is open if you want to come. You can stay in your chair. I've asked Caitlin today to do a song that she sang here months ago that was powerful. Matter of fact, all the songs she sings are powerful, but this one I just remembered. It's called Mercy. And there's a line in there about mercy triumphant over judgment. That's what your pastor needs. He needs mercy. I need you to have mercy on me. I need to have mercy on you. We need to extend mercy toward one another in the mercy that we have found in our Savior, Jesus Christ. I ask you this morning, have you ever trusted this Jesus? Have you ever received the gospel of grace that you've asked Christ to be your forgiver? You've asked Christ to be your Savior and your Lord? You've asked Him to come and dwell and received Him by faith? And said, Lord, 
I want to walk the new life. I want to be a new person, a new creation in Christ. If you'd like to do that, I'll be back here in the back of the room. I'd love to talk to you about this following Jesus, what it means. But today's just a message on the power of forgiveness. My thought is, could we choose forgiveness? Let's pray. Father, I'm grateful for the cross and for the love of my Savior and how he invites everyone in this room to forgiveness and then to be forgivers as we have been forgiven and to extend your mercy to others. God, show us how to do that. Lord, help us to boast in Christ and who he is. Help us to reflect your love to a world that is broken and fractured and hurts. We want to be like you, Jesus. Lord, cause us to worship now in this song from a heart of devotion.